0: As I've said to other audiences, there is that Eddie Murphy skit where Eddie Murphy is on the bus and he's the only black person on the bus and no one is speaking. They're like people in an elevator. You just sort of stand there and watch silently. Well, Eddie Murphy gets off the bus, leaving only whites, and they immediately pull off their outer garments. They have on party outfits beneath they start drinking champagne. The ban strikes up. So to some extent, this could be happening when I leave the court.
1: <laughs> that was Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, July 25th, 1997. Even though that was over a quarter century ago, controversies surrounding Clarence Thomas are very much in the news today as well. So this is a podcast about Clarence Thomas, right? Actually, no. This is a podcast about the person Clarence Thomas cited, Eddie Murphy. That opening clip made us realize it's always a good time to talk about Eddie Murphy and politics. So why not do it now? And thus, this episode of C SPAN's The Weekly What We Can Learn About Politicians from Eddie Murphy, a Nutty Professor of Politics. First off, no, Eddie Murphy has never appeared on C SPAN. We checked. But he sure has been mentioned on C-SPAN from all three branches of government. You've already heard from the judicial branch, the Supreme Court. Now let's turn to the executive branch. Here is President Ronald Reagan, 1988, speaking with junior high school students in the White House. But beyond politics and economics, we find that American culture has also spread around the world. Whether it's young people in Europe or Africa going to an Eddie Murphy movie or Japanese children visiting Mickey Mouse at the new Disneyland in Tokyo, or the international jazz festivals, or the American soft drinks and rock music and blue jeans that are the choice of young people from Berlin to Beijing, from Managua to Moscow. The fact is that an entire planet is watching and following us. That was November 14th, 1988, a few months after the Eddie Murphy movie Coming to America was released. Now, fast forward to 2002. Two Eddie Murphy movies came out, Showtime and The Adventures of Pluto Nash. And that same year, 2002, he got another mention from the executive branch, this time from Elaine Chao. She was Labor Secretary for President George W. Bush. On January 29, 2002, Secretary Chao spoke about women in the workforce. She discussed her childhood, which led to this mention of Coming to America.
2: Well, we came to New York, we, um, we actually came, went on the freighter, left uh, Asia, went across the Pacific Ocean, went down Baja California, went across you know, the Gulf of Mexico, up the coast of New York, and landed in New York where we, um, we were reunited with my father. And at that time we lived uh, in Queens, New York, how many of you from Queens, New York? <laughs> There's at least one person from Queens, New York, two. But how many of you saw um, Eddie Murphy coming to America? Uh, okay, you saw that. Well, Eddie Murphy was this uh, handsome African prince who wanted to find a queen. And so where did he go? He went to Queens, New York. <laughs> and in Queens, New York, in fact, uh, you remember the neighborhood that he, came, that he, uh, that he went to? It wasn't a great neighborhood. Well, that was kind of like my neighborhood.
1: Now, the legislative branch. On June 30th, 2010... That's right, the year Shrek Forever After came out. The House held a hearing on the 2008 financial crisis, looking specifically at derivatives. Here's Republican from California, Congressman Bill Thomas. The movie that I think of when we talk about derivatives, having begun my congressional career on the
3: Agriculture Committee, is is the movie Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Um, and and, uh, their attempt to corner the uh, orange juice futures market because most people will think about
1: derivatives in terms of the classic pork belly uh, or uh, oil and the rest. That was in the committee hearing. Now let's move to the floor of the House of Representatives. December 16th, 2011, Here's Congressman Rob Woodall, a Republican from Georgia.
3: There was a line in the distinguished gentleman, uh, Mr. Speaker. I'm going to date myself by going back to, to when Eddie Murphy's uh, uh, movies were, were early and, early and funny back in, the, uh, uh, back in the day. And the distinguished gentleman was a tale of a fellow who got elected to Congress by accident. And, and uh, he was going along with the process. And he walked up to a powerful committee chairman. And the committee chairman said, how do you feel about sugar subsidies and Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy and a new uh, congressman said well Mr. Chairman how should I feel about sugar subsidies and the chairman said it doesn't matter because if you support sugar subsidies we're going to get you uh, money from the confectioners and the bakers and if you oppose sugar subsidies we're going to get you money from the cane growers and the beet growers There are
1: folks on every side of the issue, Mr. Speaker, in this town. That was in 2011. As you know, that's the year the Eddie Murphy film Tower Heist came out. But Congressman Woodall was referring to The Distinguished Gentleman, which came out two decades earlier in 1992. The Distinguished Gentleman was written by Marty Kaplan. He appeared on C-SPAN the next year, on January 15th, 1993.
4: One of the reasons we wanted to talk to you here in Hollywood uh, was because you did a movie called The Distinguished Gentleman. It, you, you wrote it and produced it? I was excuse me, I'm the writer and executive producer. Right. Tell the audience that hasn't seen that movie what it is. It's a comedy, uh, although it uh, certainly has some relationship to reality, and so it has gives it a tragic undertone, um, starring Eddie Murphy. It's a story about a con man, a two-bit hustler in Florida, who comes to understand that if you are a hustler, it, for such a person, heaven is Washington. Uh, they asked Willie Sutton, why do you rob banks? And he said, that's where the money is. And uh, he's, the Eddie Murphy character says, for a, for a con man, Washington, D.C., that's where the money is. And so he schemes his way to get into Congress because he realizes that once he gets there, the PACs and lobbies have only one goal in life, and that's to buy him off. The difference between his life as a small-time hustler and his life in Washington is that when he was on the street, everything that he did was on the wrong side of the law. But what he realizes about Washington is that he never has to break the law, and he's raking it in left and right.
1: Why have Eddie Murphy play the lead character?
4: It was a a dream of mine, uh, initially. I had always loved the character that he played in the movie Trading Places, uh, Billy Ray Valentine, which was uh, a con man who, uh, but. Uh, When you first meet him, he's uh, impersonating a legless uh, Vietnam veteran, and he has the gift of gab. And I thought, that is a marvelous character. And so for me, when I created the character of a uh, street hustler, I had that in mind.
1: The distinguished gentleman earned two thumbs up from Senate historian Don Ritchie. He appeared on C-SPAN's Q&A program on July 28, 2010. Don Ritchie reacted to this scene from the movie. Say, could I host a
4: Welcome to Washington fundraiser for you? Found my law firm on K Street? Absolutely. Got $500 ahead. You could pick up 20, 25 grand to help you get started. <laughs> and how much of that are you going to get? It doesn't come off the top. Down the road, I'll bill each of them $500 an hour whenever I take you to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know terry
1: you and i are gonna be so close <laughs> and here's what don ritchie said about that
3: this is a movie about the house of representatives it's about a con man who gets elected to congress and it was written by people who actually know how things are going it's it's a great spoof on on everything and a great exaggeration but there are lots of small touches through the uh, through the movie and uh, uh, in this case, of course, it's
1: the, the idea of the lobbyists and the, pol- the politicians coming together. He says finance and politics. Who else likes the distinguished gentleman? C-SPAN callers. Here's a call the Washington Journal got on January 2nd, 2004. We go next to, let's see, uh, we'll take Flint, Michigan next. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Hi.
0: Mm-hmm. I think uh, your viewers uh, really should watch the movie The Distinguished Gentleman, starring Eddie Murphy. That movie depicts a perfect example of what you're talking about, where there's a con man who takes the name of a well-represented senator who's no longer there and uses this guy's name to get in the office. Once he's there, he's around all these politicians who are more... Uh, professional at being kind to people than he is. He's amazed at the way these guys are using these little cliques and special committees uh, where they got money going here, money going there. And this is a perfect example of what you're talking about. So I would highly recommend everybody look at the movie The Distinguished Gentleman.
1: Finally, we open with Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas citing an Eddie Murphy skit from Saturday Night Live. Let's close with Clarence Thomas again, and once again telling that skit. This time it's three years later and he's speaking at the University of Louisville's Mitch McConnell Center.
0: It's wonderful when the media suggests that we have these little groups or something, but we don't. Uh, As I told my family sometime and friends from time to time, it reminds me of that Eddie Murphy skit where Eddie Murphy's on this bus and he's the only black person on the bus and nobody is saying a word. And bus stops, door opens, he gets off. Then all the white people start partying. Now that may happen when I leave the court. The But no such cabals
1: exist. And now a bonus clip. You've heard Eddie Murphy being talked about in all three branches of federal government. Judicial, executive, legislative. That leaves one more place. The fourth estate. From the National Press Club on April 17th, 1995, talking to reporters, please welcome to the podcast, legendary actor-comedian, Jerry Lewis. Is it true that Eddie Murphy is playing you in the remake
0: of The Nutty Professor? Why? No, he's not playing me. He's doing the character, the lead character in The Nutty Professor. The remake, which I'm the executive producer of, And why Eddie Murphy? Because he's box office and because he's going to be wonderful. And it's a marvelous idea. Eddie Murphy will be 400 pounds and he's battling obesity. Whereas in the original, we were battling the insanity of the little professor. This is a marvelous script. It's a marvelous idea. And it will probably be very
1: successful. Footnote, The Nutty Professor came out the next year, 1996, and earned over a quarter of a billion dollars. Maybe this podcast will earn it a bit more. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. You could do your own searches for Eddie Murphy movies, but a warning, if you search The Distinguished Gentleman, you'll end up with thousands of results. So, here's a special tip just for listeners to this podcast. If you search a different Eddie Murphy movie, you'll hear this from President Obama from his visit to Los Angeles in November 2013.
0: But but there's a natural connection uh, between me and DreamWorks. I don't know if you know this, but uh, my ears were one of the inspirations for Shrek.
1: <laughs> That's true. True story. Thanks for listening and happy searching.